Hello and welcome to Data for Good. I'm Joseph Vaughan from Zuma. Our team works in a world of recruitment for data analytics and engineering, supporting tech businesses and data professionals in Berlin. Now, in today's Data for Good podcast, I'm talking to Laura Milka, Senior Data Scientist at Green City Solutions in Berlin. Hi, Laura. How are you today? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Good. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Really good. I'm really, really looking forward to today's topic, Laura, learning about the point at which data meets the critical need and the critical topic of environmentalism. Uh, but before we get into that, um, could you start by telling us how did you first get into the whole world of data? Sure. Um, thanks for having me, because I like to talk about this topic too. So um, I actually studied computer science at the Free University in Berlin, and that's where I got into machine learning first. And then I changed to the technical university to get more courses about machine learning and yeah, statistics, deep learning, everything I could get my hands on actually. Um, and I was actually always working part-time next to studying. So when I started to get into machine learning, I also tried to um, yeah, find jobs in this direction to um, learn more, to get a more practical side of it. And yeah, had the luck to work on very different and interesting projects like um, face recognition, um, um, material testing, I think that's what called um, autonomous driving, very different fields, but mostly um, deep learning and image recognition, image processing. Interesting. So mm -hmm. from your study in machine learning, you've taken that all the way up to your current career position at Green City Solutions. Exactly. I was first, after I studied, I went into sports, but um, I was not a sports person. so. Um, it was interesting to work with uh, videos and um, tracking and recognition in videos, but um, yeah, I wanted to change into a field that was more of interest for me and that's, um, yeah, environmental problems and yeah, I wanted to actually do something with my job. So that's how I ended up at Green City Solutions. Mm. Oh, fantastic. I uh, feel like the whole uh, facial re recognition topic could go into an emerging and um, huge area of uh, privacy for data, but we'll talk about that another time. So you're working yes. for Gr Green City Solutions in Berlin. Could you tell me, in a nutshell, who are Green City Solutions and Tell me what the business is doing in the field of data. Yeah, um, we are a young company um, situated close to Berlin in Westensee. And we um, try to, yeah, we, we say we grow fresh air. We try to bring fresh air into the cities by combining nature and technology. We try to take moss and its um, capability to filter air and to filter um, find us particles out of the air and cool down the air and we try to enhance this ability with uh, technology. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
And how does this pursuit, the company's makeup, how does this meet your line of work of data science? Yeah, well, um, we got the moth, which is a living bee. And for it to do its work, it has to stay alive. And of course, we want to stay at, uh, wanted to stay alive. We wanted to work, to live. And for that, we have a bunch of sensors. We have a system of intelligent irrigation, ventilation, and software that tries its best to keep the moss alive and happy. And since we um, want to install these filters all over the uh, world, we have very different um, situations for the moss, like different air, different water, sunlight, warmth, temperature, all these differences, humidity. And currently we um, have a lookup table to change the settings of the system to keep them all happy. But we would like to automate this, to automate the process of keeping a perfect and perfect environment for the most. And that's where the data science come and comes in because um, it's not such an easy task to determine if the moss is happy. We have mm. awesome moss experts who can look at the moss and say, oh, that's good moss. But um, yeah, that's a simple task for, for an experienced human. They look at it and say, oh, it's green. But from a computer science perspective, green is not that easy. You can take a picture and you could say, oh, this range of RGB, that's green. But the same green can look different depending on light conditions, um, camera, shadow on the moss. All this influences how you see green, how it ends up in the image. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Same goes for other factors of moss health. Like, for example, we would like to know if there's wheat between the moss, like mushrooms or dandelions. Um, if the moss is growing all over the mat, we put it on. So if there are um, gaps in the moss, or if there are minerals on the moss, like um, salt from the water. So if we spray it with water and the water um, evaporates, it can leave residues. So um, we would like, like to um, see those too. And as a human, that's really easy, but for a machine, for an algorithm to define those elements, it's pretty hard. Um, but it's actually the perfect task for machine learning, a task that is easy for a human and hard um, to define from a mathematical perspective. And that's what we would like to do with machine learning. So we would like to train a neural network that can look at MOS and say, that's good MOS. Wow, fantastic. And Green City Solutions, is the focus of your environmental, or where is the focus of your environmentalism in terms of introducing machine learning and automation to that of MOS? Sorry? Uh, so uh, what, what um, <laughs> I'm thinking of cities or countries, where globally does Green City Solutions uh, operate? Uh -huh. Yeah, so we currently operate mostly in Germany since we are based in Germany, but we also operate in England, for example. But our um, goal is to introduce um, our product all over the world, mostly in cities where the fresh air is needed. So 
if you live in a city and have a hard time getting fresh air, or um, if you have a hard time in a city to install plants or something like this, um, then we want to be there and help to get clean and cool air. Mm-hmm. But so we are growing gradually. I see. So b- break it down really simply for me then. If I am part of an organization in Bangkok or Singapore, Singapore, and I am to adopt green city solutions, solutions, how, how would that adoption help in our pursuit of environmentalism? What could you do for us? So we have, um, we have different, different projects. So for example, you could install our product um, on a public place so that people passing by could, like we have a little bench in front of the product, uh, installed in the product, you could sit in mm-hmm. front of it and benefit as a passerby from the fresh air. But you could also um, put it in a mall, for example, um, yeah, to get better air while you are shopping, um, or maybe at a sports event, if, it's, if there's no shade and the air is very hot. Um, but you can also use it uh, to get people to interact with environmentalism and to get their attention for the problem because um, it's not a small product. People talk about it if they pass by. Um, we also have screens installed in some products so you can um, put information on it and yeah, get people to interact with the idea of um, how to get better air, how to improve living in the city. So that would be possibilities. Interesting, very interesting. If we think about Berlin, from a data science perspective, what has been the impact of Green City Solutions? Or can you think of a project where Green City Solutions has had an impact on Berlin? Um, I think the impact is mostly for um, people at specific places. So um, it's not like you can put a big volume of air through it, but um, that's a hard question. (laughs) Can can you think of any projects that have been Berlin focused where you have had to apply your data science expertise? Actually, my expertise is more for the mosque uh, in general and not based on specific locations. So we try to be um, yeah, non-specific in this. So my focus is to uh, not be bound by a, a specific place and make the product work in every place. So if you have um, Berlin with its temperature and humidity, it's very different to say, let's, let's say Cork. Let's see. It's completely different. And my goal as a data scientist would be to take all this data from different places and see um, how I can make the most happy in every environment. So I want to make it transferable. Interesting. I, 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 <clears throat> I know from previous conversations about your passion for environmentalism and where that meets data science. If you think about the work that you're doing in data science for mass and, and air regeneration, how do you think data science can affect 
other areas of environmentalism? Interesting question. Uh, I think data science or data in general has always influenced uh, environmentalism. So if you think about the biggest problem or topic, climate change, mm -hmm. we only know, really know about it because we gathered weather data over the last hundred years. Otherwise, of course, we would feel it's getting warmer, but we wouldn't know. And the same goes, for example, for um, insects. Uh, we only know they have been declining in mass because we have gathered the data. We have awesome um, scientists who gather this data, check for um, insect masses since I think at least the 70s. Um, mm. And otherwise, we wouldn't know what we've lost so far, and we wouldn't know what to do, where we need to do something, that we need to do something. Um, mm. Same goes for, like, let's say, animal tracking. We track a lot of animals and check the populations, their migration paths, and all of this gives us information about um, whether a population is declining or healthy or how we could help them. Um, and of course, we always have used statistics to um, tackle those problems. But yeah, nowadays we get thanks to more, more powerful processes, more power to get bigger models, to answer bigger questions, to see um, the whole environment with our data. Mm -hmm. We also gather more data because we have yeah, the power and the space to do this. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, our ability to help the environment grows with our computing um, power. Mm -hmm. There are things that we can do with data and things that we cannot, should not, and should do with data. It, it makes me think when I speak to data professionals across Berlin in myriad industry areas, what we do with the data is so important and also in the interpretation of that data i think of bias and i think of confirmation bias selection bias availability historical recall the various types of bias in your industry environmentalism for data how can we challenge those biases and, and even overcome them Yeah, that's actually interesting. So as I said, I worked in face recognition before and there bias is a very important topic, a very controversial topic because of course you know the problems where um, yeah, people of color um, are not represented in data sets um, for face recognition so they can't profit from face recognition software. Um, but actually when I changed line of work, to environmentalism, I did not think that much about bias because, well, it felt so scientific, I'd like to say. Mm -hmm. So I said, it's, it's, I don't know, like objective data, but I think there's another problem with bias in environmentalism and that is how the data is perceived. So mostly we have the problem with how the data is gathered, but here we have people who see our data and still say that there is no climate change. And we have to ask ourselves, why do people think that? 
and how can we change that? And when I looked into it, I actually found an interesting project from the UBA, the Umweltbundesamt in Germany, and they mm -hmm. gather a lot of um, environmental data. And they try to um, identify the bias and try to find ways how to better communicate um, results of scientific researches uh, for people to accept accept them and um, yeah understand them. And one interesting bias was, um, for example, not only the complete denial of um, environmental problems, but um, loss aversion. Um, which means people would rather minimize loss than gain um, gain some profit. So when you want people to interact with the environment and better themselves, you have to say, for example, don't you shouldn't say save energy. You should say minimize energy loss. And this this little formulation can change the whole perception of uh, of the same results. Um, and I found it really interesting. And I think, especially for us as an environmental company, that should also influence how we work, how we communicate, what we do, so that our pro um, product can actually do what it is supposed to do and help so that people can accept it and you know, understand it. Interesting. Yeah, com communication and language. I, I guess is is what you're you're pointing out. Yeah. So the the type of language we use to uh, allow people to interpret the data and and act upon it in in the the right way. Exactly. What, so... All right. What what have you learned in your career in data science in environmentalism so far? So what have you learned? Yeah, it's definitely that we need to um, not only do good, but communicate what we do. And also that, I think well, it sounds kind of harsh, but it's not enough to do something good with the data you got, but you also have to bring it to the people. You also have to find ways to incorporate it in our day-to-day -day life. So we not only, we cannot only produce a product that cleans the air, but we also have to find a way to, um, yeah, make cities install it. We have to find a way to make it useful to people and um, yeah, to, to spread this good because otherwise um, it's only a nice idea. Mm. And it, it has to go hand in hand. So we, for example, we installed screens in our product. So you can also like um, show advertisements. And it doesn't mm. sound like fun, but um, it helps. I, I can imagine, and you're you would be helping someone like me walking by in the street to better understand your products and how it could help the environment, and and that is something that we should all be bought into. Uh, so again, it comes back to communicating what we do with the data and getting people to interact uh, with the solutions that Green City Solutions or any other organisation in environmentalism provides. Awesome. Conscious of time, and yeah, we, we could go continue on the um, data for environmentalism path. I would like to know 
if you have any, and what tips would you give for people wanting to get into your industry, to get into data science? Um, <laughs> the basic tip is probably to just try it. Don't be scared. It sometimes sounds like a lot and complicated, but um, the best way to find out if it's your line of work is jump into it, just check out some projects online, read some papers. But I think also no matter where you come from, like if you do some Udemy courses or studied at, uh, at the university or just do it at home, you can do it on your computer or the cloud, it's fine. But you, you should read a lot and you should um, be curious. There are so many papers online you can access for free. There are projects for free tutorials, there's everything. So don't stop wherever you are. Uh, there's always a new method, there's always a new data set. And I think the best part of, about machine learning is that it's incredibly creative. You can do everything you want in every topic you want, in every line of work you want, but the basis for this creativity is knowledge. So you should get this knowledge. Interesting. So data science and machine learning, it doesn't have to be this formulaic prescriptive idea. You can still be very creative within that domain. You have to be. I think It's actually, it's no good to just learn what you have to do. You have to find new ways and understand the data and yeah, really dive into it and find new, um, new steps on this way. So yeah really be creative if you get into it fantastic thank you very much and that that also might bring us back around to um bias in data and how that data is used but let's not go there this time <laughs> that's that's an endless topic but really interesting yeah yeah uh, laura Thank you very much for today. Really, really appreciate your, your insights into data and the impact that it's having on environmentalism. And no doubt there are topics that we could explore and open up for next time. Yeah, absolutely. Super. And thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome. I'll also say to any listeners or viewers, if you have any questions or feedback, drop them in the comment section. Um, myself and or Laura will follow up promptly. Yeah, I'm happy to uh, discuss all the topics and yeah, I'm glad to hear any insights on Super. Yeah, let, let's explore that some more. Okay, thanks very much, Laura. See you next time. Bye. Ciao, ciao.